Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. everyone and welcome to breaking geek radio the podcast the premier flagship and international podcast of lrmonline.com and the genreverse podcast network today it's just me and uh danny for now though uh jonesy does hope to hop on later how are you doing danny i'm good my friend i'm good the dynamic duo again nick it's been a few weeks since we've had to do this months (laughs) since it was just me and you um, was it really? Oh, it doesn't time fly when you're having this much fun every week. Oh, I thought yeah. it was fairly recently, but oh, okay. Well, fuck it, must have been months ago. Maybe, I don't know. Time Good to is see different. You, my man. Yes, indeed. And my cat's. You're looking younger. Me. That's because I'm in you're HD. Is that what. I, no, I don't think that's it. I think I think you must have a girlfriend or something, mate. I think that's what's going on. No, I, I shaved for the podcast for me and Kyle's podcast oh, on just, Wednesday. Just for the podcast. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm in HD now. I haven't shaved for three weeks. I better. And I haven't found my razor, but I was at my parents' house and my dad's like, you can use my electric. Anyway, today we'll be talking about a number of news stories. We have a trailer and hopefully Jonesy will be on time to discuss a fan requested movie review for X, um, which I was not able to watch because I'm broke as hell and it costs $20 (laughs) right now to rent or buy because it's an early recently hit theater i mean home video and jonesy originally talked about briefly when it was in theaters but a fan requested it that's bullshit nick that's bullshit i cried bullshit you just wanted to watch lost city at least 10 fucking times instead of watching that that's what it was i didn't finish it i started on paramount plus good (laughs) i I fell asleep not in watching it but i'm like it's bedtime now no no yeah we'll take kyle can take that as a sound edit you were watching Lost City. I didn't finish it. I fell asleep. Perfect. That's your review. That's exactly how everybody else feels about that fucking film, except you and Manny. <laughs> it's fu- as you guys were discussing in a uh, Discord. I just I like movies, especially if I'm not going in with high expectations. That movie looked fine. No, that's it cool. was fine. I, I, like, I think we general consensus was we're all kind of envious that we can't look at things like that anymore. We've all got this. Um, this other more cynical, I'm an old English bastard way of looking at things and stuff. It's wonderful. It's a, it's it's an observation, not a criticism when we say that you love all those films. Um, but The Lost City, I won't forgive you for. If you said you liked Moonbase, that would be worse. That would be about the only thing. Uh, Moonfall. Moonfall. See, I don't even remember the fucking name. Moonbase is actually, Moonbase 8 is actually a great Showtime show with Tim Heidecker and... Uh... Fred Armistead. There you go. Watch that. Yeah. Don't watch The Lost City. It's yeah. lost. Forget about it. it. Does. Sorry, so- I interrupted your flow, Nick. You were telling <laughs> about what um, what's going to happen today. Sorry. I'll shut the Oh, that up. was Carry it. On. That's what's going to happen today. And with that, let's jump into a first surprise news story that I didn't even share with you, Danny, because I just found it. And cool. Let's go. Even better. So it turns out, reportedly, or what's the exact word they use? I think supposedly. Wow. Why is this video doing that? Sorry. 
I have to use my hand because uh, my, both I only have two USB ports and they're going to the camera in this. Um, the uh, cheer moment awards and the fan favorite awards for the Academy Awards, which were voted on by fans, were rigged by bots so that Zack Snyder's movies won. Um, no. Oh, yeah. I got. Why would Snyder fans do that? That makes no sense to me. Um, the, there's a report out from The Wrap, which I couldn't get the story from The Wrap because you have to pay to even read one damn article. Um, shame on you. Uh, the report cites two findings that hashtag analytics tracking tool TweetBinder and which determined that the most active contributors of both polls were anonymous web programs, which seemingly cast thousands of fake votes for Army of the Dead and Zack Snyder's Justice League. Um, wow. So according to an insider, uh, it was basically getting, let's see. Okay. Yeah, the daily, okay, so, sorry, this article is weird. Um, basically it had giant spikes that none of the other ones had and they always came at a certain point in day and everyone was only allowed to vote 10 times and so there were a lot of inactive people voting which with like yeah that's that's the basic part of it the insider says that this program says that the only reason these snyder films won was because the snyder folks verse folks uh decided to create bots that would vote for them and vote more often than you're allowed to vote so what are your wow. thoughts on that, Mr. Bartlett? <laughs> they, well, I mean, well, after what we just briefly spoke about, about your ability to love all these films, these guys just love these films more than more than you love most other films. They, they've just taken it to a whole new fucking level, if true. You said supposedly, purportedly, allegedly, possibly, yeah. maybe. Um, but if it's true, then that, well, I, I mean, it's difficult to say to comment on this really other than wow you care that much that that Zack Snyder's films won this particular award so that you can say it won an Oscar is is that what they wanted it to be so it's I mean it's not it's not a real wow. Oscar I mean, but some, yeah it's they made nice, a big deal it's nice that they love something that much you know good good for them I suppose it doesn't I'd even forgotten that that was a thing because so I <laughs> Good for them, but let's not do that again. Let's just vote for... I mean, I'm surprised you can vote 10 times. I mean... Yeah, that was allowed, though. One account can vote 10 times. itself, to me, seems a bit odd, but okay. Like, I Um, voted once for Best Movie of the Year, Spider-Man, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a a poll run on Twitter. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised that that happened, if I'm honest, with today's technology and stuff. I mean... We can rig pretty much presidential elections around the world and, and things like that. that. So rigging <laughs> Zack Snyder to win something at the Oscars. Not surprising. You know, I mean, everyone has like all these fandoms have a lot of fans and stuff that are very vocal. But we've obviously seen that Snyder fans yeah. are incredibly vocal and even bullies sometimes. Ball fandoms have bullies. But I thought I'd lead yeah. with that because Jammer isn't here to defend it. And I'm not a big fan of either of those. <laughs> Of I did like Justice League. I'm not a big fan of Snyder, and I hated the dead, Army of the Dead. Speaking of the dead, we have a new trailer for Resident Evil. That live, I, I think they already did an animated one on Netflix, didn't they? But this is the live action one they've been promising. Yes. I think they announced it right. in 2020, I believe. Um, and it's one that's supposed to deal with uh, Adam Wesker's family. So, uh, that's Adam, right? Yeah. No, that's, Albert, that's Albert. Dr. Albert Wesker. 
Um, sorry, it's been a while since I've played games that Wesker was actually in. Um, Danny, did you get a chance to watch the trailer? I did. I did watch the trailer. Um, I saw there was a lot of um, uh, positive hype about it from from everyone here on the LRM team. Um, yeah, it, I have to be honest though; it looks like much the, the sameness. But full full disclosure, I'm not a Resident Evil player uh, i've not played the video games at all so i've got no concept of backstory or whether or not these characters are characters that i should know or should care about and stuff it does look like every other trailer we've seen for every other resident evil film if i'm honest but you guys seem to be a little bit more positive about it and that makes me feel a bit more positive because you're a little bit more familiar with the source material um, I like the use of the music. I can't remember now off the top of my head the song that was being used. Uh, Carl, you might be able to remind us, but I like it when the trailers and movies are doing things like that at the moment because I'm a big fan of the music side. Um, yeah, right. It looked, it looked the same to me, but maybe you guys can enlighten me as to why I should be a bit more excited about this rather than the film that was recently released. Um, and this is a series as well, right? This is a, a, yes. a show. Uh, it's right? 10 hours. I think it's 10 episodes. It's definitely one hour episodes. Okay. So, okay. Cool. Kyle. So, so the, yeah, you, the, you, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say the the song is uh, I'd like to teach the world to sing. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. In perfect yeah. in perfect harmony. Uh, I love that song. Yeah. So there you go. So yeah. I do have because yeah, of the trailer. What? Well, the trailer confused me. It's pretty complex. I don't know because there's you know time jumps and stuff. But I do have the synopsis which explains that. Um, for me, here's why I'm gonna watch it. It's live action and it's on a service I already own. I know to go to the movie theater. Um, I'm not a big, I'm not, I enjoy the games, but I have only played them sporadically. Like the GameCube remake five, oh, four, which was the first one where they kind of changed it to more first person shooter. And right. then, uh, well, third person shooter. And then um, uh, I played. I, the far that's the farthest I've ever gotten, but I never finished it. And then I made it one fourth of the way through the most recent one, Village, which is eight. I, yeah, it right. is interesting to me that we've had two live action versions of Resident Evil seem to come out in very close proximity to each other. Um, what's the what's the ownership right for the rights of these films and things? Because it, it, I mean, it, it feels like the Resident Evil film was quite recent. You're probably going to tell me it was two years ago, but it no, it like was it recent. Was- uh, earlier yeah. this year, I believe. Or, yeah. And it's just, I don't know, that one, it was at theaters. Even if it popped up for free, I probably wouldn't watch that one. It just, special effects were terrible. I've watched the originals, even though they have nothing to do with the game past like the first or second. Um, yeah. In fact, I actually bought all those on Voodoo during the pandemic and they're fine, but I don't have a, most of my knowledge of Resident Evil comes from reading the uh, Wikipedia because it's so convoluted and it's just about a different virus every time that turns people into zombies. But to help with the understanding the trailer, because I did find it a bit confusing because we had two different years going on. Um, in the first timeline, 14-year-old sisters Jade and Billy Wesker are moved to New, York, New Raccoon City, a manufactured corporate town forced on them right as adolescence is in full swing. But the more time they spend there, the more they come to realize that the town is more than just what it seems. And their father may be concealing dark secrets, secrets that could destroy the world. But the second timeline, well over a decade, well over a decade in the future, there are less than 15 million people left on Earth. 
and more than 6 billion monsters, people and animals infected with the T-virus, Jade now 30, struggles to survive in this new world while the secrets from her past about her sister, her father, and herself continue to haunt her. So that's why we have that time jump. Yeah, um, it wasn't a time jump, also a city jump. Wasn't one of them in London? Did I, did I imagine that? Was it London? I can't yeah. remember. Off th- yeah, Kyle says it was London. Um, Whenever Raccoon City is, and then to London. Unless Raccoon City is just around the M25, just north of London, but I don't think it is. Um, they, <laughs> it changed, could be, I suppose. they could change the location. Traditionally, it's been in the United States. Um, yep. But Wesker is British traditionally, I believe, or at least this version, maybe. I don't know. But that's, I mean, I, like I said, my Resident Evil knowledge is limited to synopsis I run on Wikipedia, where most of them don't actually tie into the others, except for characters popping yeah. up and different versions of the virus. It always is a virus that is made by a, a Umbrella Corporation Raccoon. or, well, no, Umbrella Corporation basically owns Raccoon City. Um, and that's where the first outbreak happens because they're lazy. And I think, and eventually in the storyline, it was intentional or something. It's gotcha. It's gotcha. it's a weird storyline. One of those one of those times because I I can't remember last time I even watched a show on Netflix. But this mm. is going to be one of those times that I'm going to defer to the rest of the team uh, and our lovely fans and readers and viewers to say whether or not it's worth watching or not. I won't I won't jump there on on June the 26th or whatever it is and watch the first episode unless you guys say it's fucking awesome and I should. Um, yeah, it, it's a, it, a little bit generic for me for Resident Evil films. It all look the same: mutants, mm-hmm. zombies, some killing shit, and and Raccoon City and viruses. It's, I mean, what? How many films have we had now? Eight, nine, seven or eight? We've there the were at same, least uh, with, six in the original run. With Mila, yeah, I don't. Anyway. And then and there was yeah. a new one which was unrelated, like a reboot. And then there have been a lot yeah. of animated stuff, including Netflix had an animated show. Uh, not too long ago also but farther back oh. than the the most recent movie which just special effects look like garbage even though it seemed like they were sticking closer to the first game which takes place in the mansion um yeah move on nick move, move trailer on. you and i really don't care about <laughs> that much. true now <laughs> moving into other trailer news um the first teaser for james cameron's sequel to avatar avatar the wave of water was a huge success um, in the first 24 hour window. It had 148.6 million views, including 23 million from China alone. Now, um, what's interesting is I could maybe Kyle, can you find a list of the most watched trailers? I looked and I looked and every article that talks about this just says what the Hollywood reporter says verbatim because um they don't mention any Marvel movies, but Disney made sure to point out that it's ahead of all the recent Star Wars films, inclu- including The Rise of Skywalker, which had the most trailer views. Because, you know, each time there are more people who use YouTube or like there's more excitement even after The Last Jedi, um, which which I still say is a good movie. Um, and to compare it to. Oh, Kyle has our list of actually most watched uh, well, uh, according to the the Wikipedia Wikipedia uh, entry, uh, the first uh, well, that's just top. Oh, uh, this doesn't have twenty four four hours. Never, never mind. Okay, Sorry, I'll keep I'll keep looking. Because yeah, uh, in the article, yeah. Disney only points out it's bigger than Star Wars, and for some other comparisons, um, let me let me get the original number again. 
23 million. No, 23 million is from China. 146, 148.6. Uh, for some comparisons, actually, yeah, uh, for some comparisons, F9 was 202.7 in the first 24 hours. Black Widow was 116.8. Incredibles 2 was 113.1. And Rise of Skywalker was 112.4. Um, and Incredibles but, 2 is what, three or four years ago now as well, right? During, yeah, before the pandemic, I think. Because, yeah, definitely before the pandemic. Yeah. Because I actually almost I don't know whether it's screen. not, whether it's because I have a very much a very uh, a meh view about the trailer. I'm not putting much, much, much stock into how many views it had within the first 24 hours. It was tied to Doctor Strange. There would have been people that watched it again after that. And we've got multiple platforms. I can watch it on my screen, my one screen and my another screen. Does that count? There's more people with YouTube now. The day of the week it came out, and it is a, a title that's not a Star Wars or a Marvel film. So maybe there was people that are, you know, interested. Oh, what's this thing? I remember the first one as I was told last week. It was ten years ago, not the twenty years ago that I thought it was. I'm not putting much into this. I don't. I still don't think it's going to be this massive two billion dollar movie when it comes out and stuff. There's just interest in it now because it's it's something that's not a Marvel or a Batman film that's suddenly come onto YouTube and stuff or Star Wars. I can't see it as being anything other than a mixture of those things, multiple platforms. The time it came out, it's a new film as in, you know, it's a different kind of film. Um, so I'm not 156 views. Okay. Let's really, let's see what the film's like and how many of those views turned into people going to watch it yeah. one, two, three times. And that's what in, makes me in, wonder about it. Um, if it's peop- if it actually showing like because last week we doubted the excitement um like we're like yeah. oh avatar like who cares about avatar anymore and that's what most people seem yeah. to say online but the question is is this people clicking out of curiosity or are a lot of people latching yeah. back onto avatar and being like i can't wait and i guess that's something we'll have to wait and see um, yeah. Unless you have thought I've, I've, I've watched it a couple of times. I've, I've got I, I show my brother missed it when we when he went to see Doctor Strange last week. He was getting uh, popcorn and stuff for the kids and, and missed the trailer. So I showed it to him. So that was one view. And then my best friend was around and I said, "Do you remember seeing this?" He goes, "I don't remember seeing that." So I show you again. So I had, <laughs> I made it three views, you, even though I couldn't give fault. two shits about it, and I saw it on, on the trailer. So there is a there is a curiosity there, and I think I think it was us three that were that were were chatting at the time about what's the new technology. Maybe something new is coming that's going to set it above the others. I thought perhaps it was the non glasses 3D thing. You guys uh, let me know about the tech issues that that was. Kyle, you were telling me that. The 3DS didn't really work or whatever it was, the Nintendo thing. But that was a few years ago. Maybe that is something because if there's no big advancement in quality of visuals and we're seeing some amazing fucking visuals now on screen, right, since the first Avatar, Mm -hmm. if there's nothing there, it's going to have to be a really good film with a really good story to get me to go and watch it twice is my point. I'm going to watch it. I'm sure I will. Sure, we but will for the to podcast go and watch it again. It's going to have to be really impressive, um, and and I, I can't help but feel that most people that I know are thinking the same way. Um, but hey, it still looks pretty. The underwater stuff still looks good. I still think it looks better than um, Aquaman. than Aquaman, though, Nick. I do disagree. I, Aquaman was great, but when I have watched it the three times, the water stuff is is fucking brilliant. Just the actual water, creating water, was always a challenge for special effects now that's great and now the hair and the hair under the water mm-hmm. does look very special but I, I you know 
two hours in the movie screen just to be very impressed with watery hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have to give me something more than just that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I what, feel what like you, it, what you... it's not as big as an advancement. Um, I could specific, specifically compare them to Thanos, where they look very, they still look very smooth and like not much detail. If you look at Thanos, he literally has chin hair, like he hasn't shaved yep. in like a day or two. And like pores and stuff like that. And these guys still look very slick, like Toy Story. They're not look as bad as Toy Story, but look like. Maybe that's know, how almost... Navi look. Or are they Navi? Navi. Navi. Whatever. Navi, Navi. Smooth, smooth skin. Smooth That's how they are on planet Navi or Endor or wherever the fuck it was. <laughs> Pandora, I think. There you go. I was close uh, with Endor. I want to hate myself for knowing and <laughs> remembering that after all these years. But. Um... <laughs> Ready to move on to more Disney news? Sure, sure. Uh, we're now blasting off to the multiverse of madness. Just they've cleared up some of the old rumors and some things that could have happened. Um, though he was okay, so we have a quote from Waldron, uh, who was the writer of Doctor Strange 2, along with Sam Raimi. Um, and they talk about some of the rumors. One of the rumors we thought we might get, which seemed unlikely, was um, Tom Cruise as Iron Man or Tony Stark, because the whole idea of that shtick is that, well, actually, he talks about, so I'll just read his quote. Well, the first part, he says, yeah, that was totally made up. I mean, there's no cut footage of Tom Cruise, but I love Tom Cruise. And I said to Marvel Studio President Kevin Feige at one point, I was like, could we just get Tom Cruise as Iron Man? I remember reading about an ain't it cool news back in the day and Tom Cruise was going to be Iron Man. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. We had no version of Iron Man in the Illuminati. Um, but he continues to say the final lineup in the group is beyond my wildest dreams of who we could get. I never dreamed we'd be able to do that. But and I'm not going to read the rest of the quote because he got a lot of what he wanted. Um, just not. No Cruise. Uh, are you disappointed as I am? Tom Cruise didn't make no. the movie. <laughs> I think I think that was a, that would have been a step a little bit too far. I think I think that would have been like a a lampoon kind of moment, an over an over nod and wink and kind of stuff. I think it would have been too trying to find the right word here, but I think that would have been a step too far. I think that would have been a fan casting, a comedy casting that just would wouldn't have got wows and oohs and ahs. It would have gone, oh, there's Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah I think it would I, take I me Tom out. Cruise. A little yeah. bit yeah exactly I'm, i can't get the right words that's why we need people like jammer and jonesy here because they do better words one than what i, I got the big words. Um, but yeah um it would have taken me out of it i i i totally agree um i'd love to see him in anything but be like i think the whole audience would be like tom cruise what <laughs> yeah yeah it's a little bit step too far so i'm not disappointed and, I, and it sounds to me like um people at higher ups made the right decision because i'm sure they talked about it and tossed the idea around and maybe even tom cruise said himself now that would be that would be silly if i'm going to come into the mcu it's going to be as somebody else ethan Hunt. A villain or something <laughs> yeah it's I been more interesting <laughs> reading this week about where because remember there was rumors that Deadpool was going to be in it as well because someone had seen a reflection of something that vaguely yeah. looked like possibly something maybe a patch of Deadpool's fucking outfit or something. Um, we really were grasping at straws. Although I will say this, I was pleased that you two fuckers weren't saying Mephisto was in there every ten seconds. That was <laughs> pleasant for me. <laughs> 
But yeah, there was all sorts of stuff going on, and it was soon. <laughs> oh, <Kyle laughs> all sorts of stuff flying around about who was in it, and it did make it fun. You know, leading up to the film, it did make it fun, uh, and I was surprised by who we did get. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, no spoilers, but I was surprised by who we did get. It was fun. Um, how it happened and how the you know what happened after they were introduced, as far as the movie was concerned, I have my my worries and fears about that moving forwards, but as the actual actors playing the characters, it was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I'm glad Tom Cruise wasn't one of them. I think it was just the right balance. I'm good and with then, it. Yeah, so we kept that pretty spoiler-free, and I feel like this is not a spoiler either because he's right in the trailer. Um, Walden also talked about Michael Waldron. Waldron. Wald, if what, Jam or Jonesy was here, they'd chastise me for pronouncing it incorrectly. But um, he went on to talk about Professor X, because a lot of people thought it was just strictly the one from the cartoon, you know, from the part of Danny Elfman's score that references the 97 cartoon and the fact he's in the big yellow wheelchair or like super wheelchair or something. And we kind of doubted that. I think Kyle and I have talked about it, but talked about on um, our discord, which everyone should join so they can discuss stuff with us too. Um, We were like, Oh, it's just another variant that's similar. And that's what Waldron said. He said, it's a little bit of both. I don't know if I'm technically supposed to go into specifics about these actors or characters, but I worked with that performer to even talk about making it different. So it was a different version of him. He uses a line from Days of Future Past that he says is Steven, but also we drew from the classic cartoon of the character. He's a variant who have qualities of a bunch of different versions of those guys from across the multiverse, which is what I had assumed. Is that- I assume that, and I also assume that with, with all of the variants, if I'm honest, then I don't think any of them were definitely actually specifically a certain one that you and I might be familiar with, especially mm-hmm. you guys more familiar with. I think they were all amalgamations of, of, of those characters so that we couldn't pinpoint it, and then that gives them some freedom moving forwards as well to if they choose those actors again, possibly, to play yeah. the same character. They can say, now this one is from... This, this one is Earth 616, yeah. Not yeah. 8 something whatever but, yeah yeah that's cool now i'm glad tom cruise wasn't in it because it just kept however mentioning his name just gets me more and more excited about <laughs> next week or two weeks whatever it is now for for top gun 2 hell yeah Maverick. i'm with you not as excited <laughs> as you really, but i'm excited I well i am and it's really strange that for the last 15 or what yeah 15 however many years it's been since we've had the mcu that i'm actually more excited about this than I was I am currently about many Marvel films. Although Thor Love and Thunder is making me get a little bit, I am getting excited about this. But I think it's because we got Top Gun first. I'm really focused on that. But I've yeah. been more excited about Maverick than I was Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Um, yeah. Obviously, and when they're Mission Impossible films, I'm more excited for those than Marvel or Star Wars or Star Trek. But for this, it's well, like I'm not Star Wars one. You, you might be pushing it when the when when the next Star Wars film is announced, whatever it is and will be. That I, I can't help it. I'm a I'm a bit more excited about Star Wars stuff. Even after all these years and these bits of disappointment, I still I still get giddy when that when that that, that logo's around or when that, that score is played. Takes me back. Yeah, exactly. Kyle's there you off go. His, Kyle's, yeah, Kyle's his tattoo. Off his tattoo. Because we can't help it, right, Carl? It's something about it that's so connected with our youth or whatever it is that just 
when that logo comes up, new film, I can't help but be excited. And I, and I was excited every single three of every single one of the, the the sequel trilogy. I was super excited about each one, even though the previous one had <laughs> something that oh, the next one will be better. Yeah, the next one will be great. It's a very Fuck, good... it wasn't. Doesn't matter. The next one will be great. <laughs> it's a very it. abusive uh, uh, relationship be, between Star Wars and, <laughs> and myself, and that go that goes back to before. Before D- Disney, it was abusive, but that that's okay. Oh, bless. <laughs> we, we're getting some good shows, though. Let's be honest, though, Carl. We are getting some, we're getting some good TV stuff from Disney as far as Star Wars. Because I, I, I'm particularly enjoying it. Kenobi, Kenobi scares the hell, hell out of me. Really? Because it could are ruin you, canon. Oh, I haven't listened to the podcast yet. They're bumping, they're bumping up against canon in episode four. Uh, all for all uh, for one more chance to, to put uh, Hayden on on screen and i uh, just i don't know okay. about the execution watch oh, watch the cantina okay. well, every, everyone the, yeah you <laughs> yeah. and cam have just uh dropped the uh the new cantina i definitely definitely want to watch that so don't say too much now because i don't want you to spoil the spoiler of the spoiler of me doing it but that is on my list of things to watch tomorrow um yeah sorry uh we digressed into star wars you see that's that's what happens it's super exciting <laughs> to get into star wars even though we were talking about tom cruise being in multiverse of madness or whatever it was Sorry, Nick. Sidetracked it. We're good because we're still on Disney, man. But this applies to Disney itself and copyrights. Um, So uh, previously, Republicans took away Disney special status in Florida, which allowed them to kind of almost be their own nation state within Florida, like their own government and everything. Well, like the Vatican. Uh, Is that like the Vatican? Yeah, that's that's why I think of Disneyland as world as like the Vatican. Um, they police themselves, they have their own taxes, like all that stuff. Um, but now Republicans are looking to destroy Disney's copyright on Mickey Mouse. Do you know the background well, of why there's a big fight between uh, Florida Republicans and um, D- the Disney Corporation, Danny? Is it something you- to do with the word, the use of the word gay? Yes, it's the don't say gay bills. It's nickname. It's not the name of the bill. Um, And here's a quote from it. If anyone is not aware, Um, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students to record in accordance with state standards. So basically um supporters say it's to allow parents to determine when and in which way to introduce lgbtq topics to their children um and they can also uh sue the school district if the policy is violated the parents themselves not the government kind of like the texan texas abortion ban um Mm. but uh desantis won't begin to so sorry, mate. I won't begin to uh, try and understand the the ins and outs and the nuances of the American political system and things. But yeah, if it, it's if, trouble, from what I see about I the news that you're just about to mention, it sounds a little bit like they're being a bit tit for tat, and this is their way of getting back at Disney for whatever they did. But yes, because if, if I mean, how can you take Mickey Mouse away from Disney? I mean, it's 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 a clear. Mickey Mouse is Disney. What are they trying to do? Say that anyone can use the the, the mouse and the ears logo. Is that what they're saying? That anyone well, here, can have it now? Oh, Carl's, uh, sorry, Carl. Well, I was just going to say that uh, um, 
the copyright laws for for it have been extended a couple of times mm-hmm. because of um auto, automatic things going in into public domain and basically that's that's what's coming up now the especially the older version of Mickey uh it, that they that Disney hasn't used except in like reprints but they haven't created like new, new stuff with the old ver- version uh can potentially go go into the public domain now without an adi- an additional uh uh, extension. Me personally, wow. I believe IP is is IP. The contracts can suck for for artists sometimes, but uh, uh, I don't like public domain. I don't like the idea of someone creating something and all of a sudden, just because a, some arbitrary time period went away, that it goes in yeah. into the public domain. But there's this this idea yeah. that if you're not using it, or if the original creators pass on their their lineage can only hold on to it for so long i i don't it, it's yeah. kind of dumb in, in my mind someone cre- created yeah. something if they hand it to their family or t- to a company then the, yeah. the contract stands and, until someone ch- changes it that's my take yeah uh, yeah i'm with you on that carl based on based on what i know and what what, what you've spoken about i i agree it's, it's clearly disney whether it's an old version of mickey or that they're using or it's not it's clearly disney and to put that into the public domain so anyone can use it and start making mickey mouse cartoons and whatever they're going to do just seems crazy it does seem on its on its surface just from what you guys have said it just sounds a bit pathetic it sounds like tit for tat as far as politics are concerned i just want to bang their fucking heads together and say have you not got more important shit to fucking deal with in the u.s at the moment other than whether or not disney can have an old Mickey Mouse logo or not. Sort yourselves out. But then that's down to you fuckers to vote these people out or whatever the process I is. Don't, I don't vote in Florida. I don't know how that works. Seems very confusing. I'm glad I'm not over there. But can't you do I, something I can't about vote it? in that state. So. I'll, I'll just say, say as the uh, as the un, unabashedly uh, shameless near, near laissez-faire capitalist pig here at LRM and, and the genreverse... <laughs> That uh uh th- this is com- completely against er- everything re- Republicans say they they stand for. I'm not a Republican. I I'm I am exactly what I said. Just a greedy capitalist pig, <laughs> uh, which me- means that if I create something, I want my creation to belong t- to me and whoever I say it can for forever and ever. Yep. And that's that's what uh uh people on the the right used to say they they believed in, and it was actually a, a common uh so to speak, center left idea of, Hey, th- things should go into the public domain. Cause you shouldn't own, own your, 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 uh, work for a long period of time when other people can, can use it. So it's like things are yeah. switched. It's, it's funny. And yeah. I have a lot well, more on the story. Um, Kyle kind of stole some of my thunder cause I, I was going to bring up oh, those Kyle. details. No, but I, I, he's right. Everything he said so far is correct. Um, I will say real quick that it has worked out for some characters, like, I don't mind having a dozen versions of Sherlock Holmes floating around. Some are good, some are bad. But I also oh, I do agree about at least more recent stuff. Because, like, a lot of old books have gone into public domain, and you can adapt them a million times without having to own anything. That's why we have, uh, like, Warner Brothers and BBC and, like, all these different people making Paramount through CBS, like, making all their different versions of Holmes. But here's more of the details. Um, he debuted 94 years ago in Steamboat Willie. Um, and many times the, uh, the Florida, Florida government and even the Supreme Court have upheld and extended their um, copyright. 
um, of the character. But that this again relating back to the don't say gay bill, which it's not called, but that's what people are calling it. Um, it it's set to run out in 2024. Um, and Republicans are now saying after Disney withdrew a lot of money from the government, because a lot of people complained that Disney was supporting the bill, which is why they also took away their unprotected status. Um, now they're like, no, we don't, we're not going to renew it for you. We're the guys in charge right now. And you're going to lose it in 2024. Interesting part is they only lose the original version. So Steamboat Willie, which has slightly different characteristics and so you can't like do a modern Mickey Mouse or the Mickey Mouse when Pluto came around. It's basically Steam right. version one, Steamboat Willie, which would really, here's what it would mean. Um, because it's public domain, you could show that in full in a YouTube video with the sound and everything. Like Kyle and I could use it with full sound on Marvel, even though he's not a Marvel character, but we couldn't use a more recent image or... Uh, video clip of mickey mouse just so like even like the logo for disney has different bigger ears than steamboat willie because right. that was the first ever appearance right. of the character um more on that um there's a lot of discussion in this article from the los angeles times about um you know they don't make most of their money off mickey mouse anymore like their marvel and star wars and other merchandising makes a lot more money and the adults are often more excited to run into r2d2 at a theme park than uh um mickey mouse but they're saying in this article the kids do get more excited to see mickey mouse than even like elsa stitch or buzz lightyear because um it's he's a symbol he's a symbol of the park more than he is like cartoons they watch even though i know they've kind of resurrected mickey mouse in some cartoons especially on disney plus um but it's all about branding you know it's the house of mouse obviously um, and here's the other interesting part. Uh, they still have a trademark on it, which is different um, than losing him in the public domain, meaning anyone can put him on a shirt or a towel. But if someone thinks it's a Disney product because of that, if they think they're buying a Disney product, then there's room for lawsuits about the company who used the image. It has to be clear that it's not a Disney product, whether it's sold in Target or online. If they, someone thinks they're buying it from Disney and Disney can prove that they can still sue because, yes, anyone can draw Steamboat Willie and sell him at a Comic-Con. Not that, that people break crack down on that like Marvel and DC often. Um, but the minute someone thinks it's a Disney product, then you can be sued for creating it. Um, and yes, like we said, it's only Steamboat Willie. It's not the Mickey Mouse you recognize today. But and also, I don't have the quote of who it was, but someone said the real reason is not that they took money out of the Florida government. Um, the real reason is that Disney is now too woke and relating to the don't say gay again in quotations, Bill. Um, they're like, it's inappropriate to be introducing like gay characters to children in whether it's, uh, I mean, like in Froze, you know, like in cartoons and stuff, and they are doing more of that. Um, and they're like, it's turning our children into, and the whole point of the not teaching it is it's like, it's, it's, it's grooming, it's turning our children into gay children. Just that the fact they know it exists. Work like that, fucking idiots. You can't, uh, don't get me started on that. This is an entertainment network podcast, but yeah. that's just fucking But that's ridiculous. the other, that's their rationale 
the public rationale that isn't the real one is that Disney's too woke. So Disney's also kind of breaking the bill, even though it only applies to schools. Uh, um, so that let's move on from that, <laughs> that heavy yeah. part to some fantastic casting. Um, we have a new character in Dune 2, part 2, called the Emperor, which I think I've only seen Dune once. I found it boring, especially the politics. Um, th- was the Emperor mentioned in that movie? I don't remember, quite quite possibly, but I honestly don't remember. I, 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 he mean, was... I know I enjoyed the film more than, more than most people, but I don't remember that being mentioned. Because I, I, I assume he was at least politics. mentioned. Almost like, because, you know, Star Wars is molded off of Dune and Star Wars mentions the Emperor like a full movie before we see him. Or I know that they might mention him in the original. I can't remember. Um, no, they don't. They mention him in Empire and we kind of see the monkey face in Empire in the original. Okay. Uh, not cut. Um, so, yeah. Who is playing the Emperor? Well, Mr. Christopher Walken is bringing his great cadence to the world of doom dune and i mean that's about all the news there is on it other than the cast we've previously seen who are returning and who or did die so what do you think of walken in the world of dune someone Um, you said you liked it more than most of us right yeah yeah i enjoyed the movie more than more than most of the team although i think i think uh, yeah i think that was definitely the case um I like Christopher Walken. He's got a certain gravitas about him. He's got a certain presence about him, as well as his his, his amazing voice, etc. I'm not too familiar with the stories and the books to know whether or not he fits what people would see as the emperor or whoever this character is. But I'm certainly happy that. Well, I'm happy that they're making another one. I'm making the second one, and that wasn't necessarily a foregone conclusion because of the money that was spent and when it was released. You know, we were still in a still in quite a high level of the pandemic in most parts of the world, not necessarily here in Dubai. Um, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I mean, I watched it on HBO today. Max. <laughs> yeah, you, you watched it in the safety of home. I watched it on the, on the big screen. But yeah, I like Christopher Walken. I think he's going he's gonna to be a great presence to the character, but I defer to people that have read the books to know whether or not it fits with what they, in your head, the, pre- the, the emperor would look like or whatever he's called. I uh, think but yeah, he, I'm happy he, to see him in it. Unless he was playing like a goofy Marvel character, I think he would at least for a few seconds, bring me out of the movie. Whenever you, you see think? Walken, that does, unless he's like a very Walken-y character, which the Emperor of the, the Galaxy is. <laughs> Although it seems like weird casting, but I'm happy to see, I don't, I know nothing about the character, but I'm happy to yeah. see Walken continue to get work. He was recently in Severance in a very Christopher Walken role. So only brought me out a few seconds. Every time you see him, you're like, oh, it's Christopher Walken. I didn't know he was in this. So um yeah i'm, I'm sure the, i'm sure the director and the casting crew have, 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 have chosen wisely for the for what they want to achieve i see i think he would have fit better in a marvel movie again as like one of the brothers to jeff goldblum and uh the collector benicio del toro because of their wacky characters and i would want them kind of hire you know christopher walken is kind of a would be a stunt hire just like uh jeff goldblum where it's like look how weird these guys are um yeah well, there's still no. still room for him to do that. You never yeah. know. We Again, know I would also. Not, I also though remember Nicholas Cage has at least said he's had talks with Marvel, and I think he'd also make a good brother to the Grandmaster and the Collector as the Challenger. Because yeah, you want someone crazy based on what they set up. 
And we are to sure. the last of our news. So maybe Jalen Tier won't even make it for X and you'll just be talking about it. Because <laughs> there's only hey, two I of us. I don't, I don't get to see it. What well, I didn't I didn't get to see it. There's no format for me to watch it here. X? Nope. So you didn't even watch it? <laughs> nope. I haven't got the ability to watch it. Well, I've got eyes. Obviously, there's my ability to watch it, but I don't have the, the service that it's um that it's streaming on in any of them. Is it? And I, the only I mean, other like... way to watch it would to do something would be to do something illegal, and I'm not going to oh. do that. Nor should you, viewers at home. No, I thought it. maybe you'd rent it on like Amazon or something. That's how I would have watched it. Nope. You can't do that over there. Well, we, we've got Amazon Prime, but I can tell you this. We, I've got two versions of Amazon Prime, one here and one in my best friend's house, and we've got different content on both. Oh. I couldn't tell you why. Uh, it must be something to do with the IP address and where the home is registered. I think maybe ours is registered with the UK and theirs is registered here. So we get different content. I'm watching Preacher at that house and Justified at this house because I can't get over <laughs> them on the opposite. Um, so, yeah, no, I haven't watched it either. I was hoping that Jammer had watched it with, with Jonesy and then they were going to talk about it. Well, Jonesy already did briefly talk about it um, on like a who watches thing because, um, yeah, we already, but apparently we're not going to have a full review for our uh, our listener. We apologize. We I promise one at the beginning well, I was can, able to see it. You can have it. a full review of Firestarter if you like, because I did check that out on the big screen yesterday. We will do uh, who watches instead of because yeah, I've been watching stuff, too, obviously. Um but our final piece of news, and there are some spoilers in this if you haven't seen the most recent Scream, is uh, they're already announcing cast members for Scream, Scream 6 or Scream, give it a subtitle or something since they didn't even name 5-5. Five, five. I hate when movies <laughs> do that. So the, they, we, all, basically all of the teens that survived are returning. Um, so that... That involves, I couldn't tell you which character was which based on the name. I don't remember their names, um, but so everyone who's <laughs> coming back from that group of kids. So all the survivors are uh, Melissa Barena, who played Sam. God, I'm going to crush all these, like screw up all these names. Jasmine Savoy Brown played Mindy. Mason Gooding played Chad and Jenna Ortega played Tara. So those are the returning characters. And there's one in addition to that. They actually have um, a character from Scream 4 returning, um, played by Hayden Pantier, a, or I can never pronounce her last name. She played Kirby in Scream 4, Kirby Reed. And again, it was set in Woodsboro, and she was one of the main survivors who actually did some damage to Ghostface. And the article also says that Ghostface will also be returning in this film. But again, it's expected, even though I do think they still use the same actor underneath, even though sometimes it's a short woman, sometimes it's a tall man, but everyone looks the same when you throw on the Ghostface um, costume. So what do you, th as someone who also enjoyed Scream 5, uh, what, how do you feel about continuing with the same generation of kids? Uh, I, I think it should have ended with Scream 5. <laughs> so, sorry to disappoint you, Nick. Although I did enjoy the film, it was because I haven't seen the Scream film for 50, 60 years or whatever it is, and, and it was quite fun to watch that one again, but it didn't make me want another one again. I don't know how many times they can retread the same shit. I really, I really can't. I do agree sorry, with that. Nick. 
but it's one of my guilty <laughs> fran- it's one of my guilty pleasure franchises where it's like gotcha. I'll watch 10 of them I don't care they're not going to be good <laughs> like 5 was was one of three good ones um 1 2 and 5 I, I would say remember, are watchable I don't even remember th- those characters that you were listing off I didn't have a fucking clue which screen film they were in who survived which one I think it's Scream 1 is the one that Scream still is, has the most resonance, and we all know that's because of what happens in the first 10 minutes, right? That has the impact. Um, but what happens in Scream 2, 3, 4, I, I couldn't tell you. I don't two is good, which, man. Go, go, they were in. Yeah, go rewatch 2. Tell you which one in. That's my, that's, I think 2 is almost as good as 1, and then 5 is like, eh, it's trying to be 2 and 1. And it, as we've talked about, it introduces the new idea of requels instead of making fun of sequels. Okay or just horror films in general. So I had something to say that made it more interesting than three and four. Yeah. I, of course, and now I'm going to rewatch four to remember who the fuck Kirby is. Um, <laughs> I didn't watch that or three while waiting for Scream 5, but I remember three better. Um, and yeah, but the plot is it's about these kids moving away from Woodsboro. Like they don't say where so that they can kind of escape the past as it always seems like people from the past are drawn into these murders and it's, they're always in Woodsboro, except for when a Sydney goes off to college, which is scream too. Um, so yeah, I'm sure someone's going to get I'll stabbed at some yeah. point. <laughs> I guess is since she has no connection to the other characters, cause she was in four that Kirby will get killed in like the, you know, the opening stabbing sequence that all the films have just cause she really doesn't have a connection other than, being attacked by Ghostface, but a completely different Ghostface. And I, I mean, she's met the original older actors, but again, I don't know how much longer you can bring back Sidney Prescott and uh, the reporter whose, na- whose name escapes me at the Courtney moment. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Courtney but Cox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was I'm trying to remember the Gail character's Weathers. name. You're the yeah. fan, Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers. Doesn't mean I can remember every yeah. name from every movie I've ever seen. Ten times. Well, no, but, but uh, Scream, I was expecting you to remember Scream. But yeah, Gail Weathers. Even the Courtney Cox escaped me for a little bit. I'm like, what's her name again? What's her name again? So Monica. I guess I apologize to our uh, guy who requested a review for X because neither of us have seen it. And Jonesy did a brief talk on it in the past. Um, but he is not here yet. And we're going so quick. So it's just two of us that you'll They'll enjoy probably a shorter episode, and uh, but we're not going to have that X review, apparently. So apologies. I thought that's what we were set to do, but Danny couldn't find it. But we will have it. I'm I'm pretty sure we'll have it, just not this week. Okay. I'm sure we'll we'll cover it at some point, right? Or, or, Or maybe we'll cover it next week. Jonesy covered it briefly, originally when he saw it in theaters, but I think it's best to wait until we can watch, at least one of us can watch it before we do a full review of it. So it's not just Jonesy talking to himself maybe sure. i'll have more money next week and i could i'll rent i'll rent it next week i got my paycheck today so okay. my first paycheck after being on leave for too long which is why i was making no money um so let's just let's just end that on uh who watches the watchers you were what have you been watching nick everything um i am really into hulu's kick of a. Uh, oh hulu's had a great kick on dramas um Currently, I mentioned that before I like watched The Dropout and a few other Hulu programs, which at this point they are Netflix, 
a Disney plus Amazon quality as far as writing. They don't do a lot of big special effects because these are simpler stories. Um, currently, I'm watching Under the Banner of Heaven. I believe episode four came out this week because, of course, it's a weekly thing. Um, it's uh, Andrew Garfield plays a Mormon in uh, Utah, but he's a police uh, officer. He's a detective and he's investigating a case about a husband murdering his family that has family that he knew because, you know, they go to the same temple or what I don't, I don't know what they call it in, Mormon, in Mormonism. But um, but there's a bigger unwinding thing that has to do with the politics of fringe Mormonism and uh, um, like a cult ish. There's different, you know, there's, there's the more accepted Mormonism. And then there's like, you know, the tr- true believers, especially this one family that's re- actually related to the guy who's in prison because they think he may have killed his wife. Um they like follow it all the way where it's like, no, we don't pay taxes. Even if they throw us in jail, like we run from the law, we they're getting more and more concerned because most of the show is flashbacks to before any of this happened. And they even flash back to Joseph Smith and stuff. If you know anything about Mormonism, um, and it's just interesting. I would normally like a show that that set in religion, but it is every time, you know, because Andrew Garfield addresses everyone as brother, whatever, or sister, whatever, because that's part of it. Um, even when it's like a murderer, he thinks they're a murderer. He's still like, well, what happened, brother John? You know, or whatever. Um, but his his uh, partner detective is actually an indigenous man. And he's kind of always on the out because like, like he's almost the bad cop half the time because he, he doesn't relate. Like, they're like, you're going to burn in hell if, unless you get baptized and stuff. And they believe a lot about white people um, being the original people of... Do you know anything about Mormonism? American creative uh, religion? A little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm aware of its madness. Yep. But yeah, that's not crazy as Scientology, but it is an odd religion. And I'm not criticizing anyone who follows it. But that's what makes the show more interesting than typical cop drama. And the cast is great. Um, Wyatt Russell, who, of course, played uh, um, John Walker in uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is in it. Um, Sam Worthington, star of Avatar, is in it. Um, Andrew Garfield's doing his best American accent. I mean, it's exactly the same as his Queen's accent, but it's not as crazy as his Southern accent from uh, Hacksaw, Hacksaw Ridge. So... It's a pretty good cast and it's well written. Uh, and then I, right after that, since I wait weekly, they actually released a six episode miniseries called Candy about starring Jessica Biel as a in the first episode. She kills her neighbor and friend and there's no explanation given, which what makes it so creepy. There's no motive explained at all in the first episode. Um, but that that was a six series event that ends tonight because happy Friday the 13th, everyone. Uh, they were released. It actually took place on a Friday the 13th, the entire show. And again, a lot of that is flashbacks. And yeah, I like my Hulu murder shows. What have you been watching, uh, Danny? <laughs> now, now you've told us all about the, the horrific um, murders and stuff that you've been watching. Well, I've been catching up with, um, obviously, the shows that are running at the moment. I've caught up with Halo and, and Star Trek. 
uh, Strange New Worlds. But on the big screen this week, I went to watch um, Firestarts, the new Stephen King make film. Um, and it has Guy, um, sorry, um, not Guy Pierce. I was going to say Guy Pierce. then. It has Zac Efron as one of the main leads in it. And it's actually, it strikes me, and I put this on the Discord chat, so anybody that wants to, has actually seen the film and wants to agree or disagree with me, it comes across as very much a typical Stephen King book and stroke remake of a film in a sense that it has great ideas, it's not very well executed, and they fuck up the ending. It always seems to follow <laughs> that kind of trend. Stephen King books, I've not even read Firestarter. I've read quite a few of his books, but quite a lot of the time the books roll on with some really good ideas and then suddenly, oh, shit, I've got to end this. I don't know how to end it. I'll just tag something on at the end and hopefully people will like it. And this film has that. It has some great elements. There's some real good um, elements to how they get their powers, mum and dad and the girl, how they get their powers and try not to spoil it too much was a nice idea. What happens for the, should we say, the bad guys to try and get this girl? And that's in the trailer. So there's mm-hmm. no spoilers there. All I remember that's the trailer. Kind it looked good. Good idea. But then the execution of it is is fairly poor. And unfortunately, the ending does leave you a bit, oh, well, that didn't turn out quite as well as it started. Zach Efron does a great job with his role, though. Yeah, he, he does a great really job good. with what he's given. Yeah, and, uh, and so I was pleased about that. But overall, for me, it was a, it was a C movie. It, it was disappointing um, because of the talent that was there, the potential that was there. It just sadly didn't actually hit the heights that it suggested. But yeah, there's Firestarter. If there's any Stephen King fans out there that have read the book and also see this film, I'd like them to let me know just how close it follows or whether or not they have made some adjustments, because I have no idea to reference mm-hmm. that. So I couldn't tell you if it's a faithful adaptation or, or it was a good kind of reimagining. So uh, I'd appreciate anybody on Discord letting us know if um, if it was a good copy or not, in that sense. Not a very good film, yeah. though. It's a C film for me. Well, we should have we should have reviewed this, and I almost recommended reviewing this, but we had the fan request, because I think it's, for, it's free on the paid version of Peacock. I don't even have to go to the movie theater. I don't even know if it's at the movie. Well, like, yeah, that's for me. I just love going to the big screen. So we had that launch this week, and we also had um, the new British World War II film. And the name escapes me. What it's called now? It's about. It's based on a true story. I wish I could remember what it's called. I'm sorry. Uh, based on a true story about how they use a dead body in World War II, plant fake information on the dead body, so because they knew oh. it would get to German headquarters. And the story behind that, and it was a fascinating. Um, story since i've now learned about it and that film opened this weekend but i'll be watching that tomorrow so i can always talk about that next week but i won't be watching that until um until tomorrow i somehow have not even seen a trailer for this movie but that sounds like a really cool story i'm Um, trying to find it as as you're speaking oh operation mincemeat that's what it's called operation mincemeat it's a title too it's, it's got a fantastic cast uh colin firth is in it um and a few other people that you'll definitely recognise, Colin Firth, Kelly McDonald, um, mm-hmm. wonderful cast. The trailer looks really good. It's a high-quality, big, good production value, um, World War II. And the story was just fascinating, using a dead body to implant um, fake documents and knowing that it was going to get to the Germans. Uh, I had no idea this was a thing. So, yeah, that's what I'm checking out tomorrow. 
at first when you said it's a World War II movie where they use a dead body. I'm like, we can do Bernie's set during World War II. <laughs> We're just carrying, shoot this guy. He's the, he's the scary. He's the biggest soldier. Don't shoot us. But do you want to talk some strange new worlds then? Since we've both watched that. Well, I think I, I think Jonesy would be a bit pissed off if we talked about that without him here, to be honest with you. I, I don't think, think he's showing up at this we'll, point, though. Well, no, but we, if we wait till three episodes in, I mean, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, Let's you briefly, guys are more down on the Trek lore. But, Let's uh, briefly yeah, it talk about it, just because I feel like we need one you know more. Yeah, I know, but I feel like we just need one more story, and this one is something we've both watched. Um, go, on, go for it. I just continue to love it. Um <laughs> I like the serialized, I mean, uh, the episodic um, version, you know, this is like the older stuff. Yeah. Uh, Picard is super serialized, um, depending on the season, so is Discovery. Um, but I really do like what they're doing with the characters. And, you know, there is a few things carrying over, like Pike knowing his fate. There's a great yeah. line in this episode where he's he's talking to Uhura, who's kind of, she's kind of been a she's kind of getting hazed in a way as the new cadet because he invites everyone to dinner and one of the other bridge members spoiler alert spoilers people if you haven't seen it okay spoilers people but she's invited to um, to yeah they go to dinner (laughs) and she's just hazed in the fact that she's told to wear like her outfit like her best you know that's a spoiler shut the fuck up now you are spoiling it yeah we are that's the whole point but (laughs) the line the line (laughs) that i liked from it that again kind of brought Pike back to his biggest fear slash concern is he asked Cadet Uhura, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And 10 years is when he's, he's supposed to die. So he's kind of stumbled, didn't he? Yeah. Over saying 10 years. Well, he says that and then he like pauses and like is like, oh, that makes me think of my next, what's going to happen to me in 10 years. But it's where a very interesting episode. Is Pike burning? I see myself melting like the Wicked Witch of the West. (laughs) Poor Pike. (coughs) Excuse me, but I won't go into the story much. It was interesting. And of course, this episode kind of focused on Uhura as being, you know, the up and coming cadet who's even unsure about her future with Starfleet. But obviously her linguistic skills are what get them out of this situation um, yeah. which I don't need to go into the situation. It's just a fun story where they need to take out a weapon of some sort before something bad happens and she's able to communicate yeah. with it using, I well, mean, I that's her that's, thing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm 100% uh, with you on this. I'm, I'm loving this show so far. It's only two episodes in, but the, the fact that it is looking like it's going to be episodic, I mean, it is season one. Generally, they are a little bit more episodic with maybe it leading into a two or three, arc, two or three episode arc towards the end with a storyline. I'm really enjoying that. And it does give the each individual character and of all of them, all the individual characters that we've met on the bridge so far, I've really liked and want to get to know them more. And I have no doubt that each episode, we're going to slowly start to see more of the, the ins and outs, their loves and likes and hates and fears and their backstories. And I'm really, really enjoying that. But most of all, I'm, I'm enjoying the fact that, that it's such a more relaxed crew the what the writing has made it seem like i mean they're shooting comedic one-liners at yeah each other it's much funnier than the other ones it, and, and it's not but it, it doesn't seem out of place it does seem mm-hmm. like if you've ever served in any form of military when you're in those situations and you've grown up and you've served and you've been under stress 
that kind of gallows humour, that dark humour, that cracking of jokes is what keeps them bonded together. And this crew have been together for an extended period of time. Yes, we've just met them, but they've served under Pike for X amount of months, years, whatever. And that's exactly how people would react. They would be giving off these these jokes to ease the tension because shit, we're about to die. We need to <laughs> we need to alleviate that. And Picard and Next Generation, yes, there was some comedic moments sometimes, but you never really got that whole kind of chemistry that I feel we're getting from this this crew, um, uh, this deck crew, straight away, even in just two episodes. I like all of them. I, I'm enjoying all of them. I want to get to know them more. And I, I'm loving this show much more than I have um, Discovery. And I'm, you know, and, and it's not to say I didn't like Discovery, but this is just seeming more fun to me. I'm enjoying it, getting to know them. I'm looking forward to each episode. Uh, so I hope it continues like this. I'm no, it doesn't matter if there's a bit more of a serialization in season two. Hopefully we get one. But right now I'm enjoying the episodic feel of, of season one. I know that was the intent. The intent was to make a series as close to the tone of the original series as possible without being like super cheesy. Um, you yeah. know, like they're not doing the thing that they did in the original show where it's like, we're landing on a planet that's set during the Nazi period. We're landing on a planet that's set during the yeah. gangster period. This is all actual aliens because they have a bigger budget. And speaking of yeah. that budget, special effects, phenomenal. Just like, oh, they um, look like Discovery. Yeah, they look like, yeah, they look, yeah, absolutely. They look phenomenal. Absolutely, Just as good as JJ movies. And, yeah. and that's, Kind of, and yeah, the original show was almost very few episodes. I think it was completely episodic, except for the glass glass menagerie, which was retelling the Pike story from the original pilot, split into like two episodes, but them also being in modern day, um, having a court case or something about it. Um, but uh, and I like that yeah, no, I'm, because I'm, enjoying, I'm, I'm even enjoying their, their their version of Spock as well, because even Spock, who is still a Vulcan. Um, even he's getting in on the act of as being able to connect with the crew members with his, should we say, jokes, his comedic evidence without making it seem foolish, without making it seem comedic, without him seeming like a clown. They've given him lines that make him endearing and loving, uh, lovable, sorry, um, as well as funny, but without cracking stupid jokes, without making Spock, you know, be a bit of a, 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 a clown, so to speak. No, I'm re I'm really enjoying it. I am looking forward to each episode every week much more than I am looking forward to Halo, and much more than I am looking forward to Picard. And uh, finished now. Thanks, Buck. Final note on it: I love uh, Asmund Mount. I seem to be screwing up his first name. As Pike, I think he even sometimes it even sounds a little bit like Shatner, like not intentionally, but like that's the kind of captain he is. Like this is that time period. Everyone's way yeah. more optimistic. Well, people are optimistic later on too, but like there's, it's like, the, you know, the show itself is lit more brightly and more colorful and it just feels a lot more yeah. like the next generation. I mean, the original series. And as you mentioned, yeah. there's humor in this and that comes from the original series. One of my favorite lines that was in the original series and the Kelvin movies, which they also use a lot of humor, is uh, Bone saying to Spock, are you out of your Vulcan mind? Since they don't really curse in Star Trek that much. <laughs> and when I saw the... I hadn't seen that episode when I saw um, Star Trek 2009, which is the first Kelvin timeline movie. And I'm like, oh, that sounds like such a modern thing to say and get out of saying the F word. But no, he says that line in the first season of the original series, the original actor, yeah. Forrest Kelly. So, okay. Yeah. Um, do you want to just mention if Halo has improved or gotten worse before Rowdy? No. Okay. <laughs>
that's the show then folks yeah fuck that show go on carry on move on um i'm gonna kyle would you hop on real quick and talk about all of our wonderful shows on the podcast network yeah sure everyone check check out uh lrm on online.com every day for all of your your entertainment news needs and and opinions uh be sure to subscribe to the youth the YouTube channel. If you're watching this, the show on there and of course, uh, uh, subscribe to the, uh, to the Genreverse podcast network, wherever you get your podcast from. Oh, thank you, Kyle. I'm just, that's the part I suffer at the most. And Jonesy always has it down like that. I don't get, I don't get to do the outro very much. Um, with that, uh, Danny, where can that, that be foundeth? I will be found in the living room continuing to build my Technic Lego Batmobile quickly Ooh. so I can get the sand speeder built quickly so I can now build the Optimus Prime. Fuck you, Lego, for releasing stuff so quickly after each other. I can't keep up, nor can I afford it. But yes, you'll find me building Lego somehow related to some sort of movie, mostly Star Wars. I want a scream Lego set. Build Ghostface's face. That's, <laughs> That's one odd. you'll never get. <laughs> That's just fucking odd. <laughs> I was just thinking of brands they wouldn't touch compared to like yeah they got Transformers, Star Wars Marvel I only think they have Legos for Trek but anyway um, I can be found at Geeky Nick Doll right here on Breaking Geek Radio the podcast and doing Marvel Multiverse Mayhem 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 with Kyle which releases on Thursdays um, this week we did kind of a state of the multiverse slash phase four where we kind of talked about the biggest disappointments, dislikes, and missed opportunities, and what we think might happen next within phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And with that, I don't think I'm forgetting any ending stuff, so hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. With Tom Cruise, not dying. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.